Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the FN Story. This is actually a special one where we're having more than one person on for the first time. So thank you guys for helping break some history here on the FN Story. I'm yes, joined sir. alongside the uh, ownership and management of 2AM Esports. They are an esports organization that works in multiple esports, but Fortnite's probably what we'll talk about most here. We got Jeff and Quick. How's it going, Jeff? I'm the CEO and founder of uh, 2AM Esports, and we started about six months ago. Quick, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. I am the acting COO for the 2AM Esports organization. Uh, yeah, pretty much what I do, COO. All right, cool. So can you guys tell me, like, what does that all entail? Because I've been behind the scenes a, a little bit in an esports organization, but I think a lot of times – People just look at that and it's like, okay, what does this person actually do? So you guys mind telling us like, what does a day, a week, a month look like, or the, even the past six months since you just started, like, what does that look like for you guys? So how it's honestly like very varies during days. So like we could have videos planned with like, you know, some of our creators and our professional players, or we could have, um, what we recently did was we started up a scrim server. So the days honestly vary, like depends, right? So I can have them either, you know, doing their own thing, which is competing or, you know, having them play in our 2am scrims, um, basically, you know, building their presence as well. Um, that's, uh, I'm sure that Morgan can touch more topic on that. Yeah, pretty much. So what we've been doing is running a scrim server, literally within the first day of us opening the actual scrim server that one of our players actually created, shout out Bernona. With that being said, we hit 445 people in the server upon opening in the same day. Uh, so it's pretty crazy. I mean, it allows players to go in there, work together and like level up through, I think our tier rating is actually S, A, B, C, D, E, F. So we have a rating system along with the level up kind of situation that players are able to engage in uh i believe that we just took over pretty much west open so that's pretty crazy for us to only do that in six months uh we have an upcoming call with some other companies and businesses such as rogue energy champion that's a big one uh they were previously working with 33 i don't know if you've heard about them before but we kind of yeah. like took their we kind of like took their spot we're number one within the west coast and north american region so things are getting real crazy for us in terms of partnerships and actual brand deals and uh players on the team all right that's cool to hear i mean six months is not a long time i mean you could be doing this for years before you even get some people to sign on and see that there's something behind whatever you guys are doing. So congratulations. I hope those go well. Um, as far as what esports you guys are in, I watched like a montage or two on, on the YouTube. It looks like Apex, Valorant, and Fortnite. Is there anything else I was missing? Currently, yeah, we're, we're maintained in uh, Valorant and Fortnite specifically. But, uh, well, you know, eventually, like, we could hop into, like, the competitive, like, Halo scene because it's, like, really easy to get into and fairly other games as well. So hopefully along down the line, right? Because we're dominating Fortnite right now, and we want to expand into, you know, other regions as well. Okay, cool. And so let's, before we talk about Fortnite, because I can talk about Fortnite forever. Yeah. That's like my staple I'd love. So did you guys sign a Valorant roster? Do you have like creators? And then same thing for Apex. Like what does that 
all look like because the Fortnite I can understand. I know where to look. I see your players. That's simple for me. But on the other side, like, what are you guys doing with those other games? So honestly, as far as like Valorant, we only have like a five stack and then a one lead and they're like all high rank, you know, immortal and radiant. And we just have like one five stack and they just represent us and, you know, stream on, on their own. We, we don't really like touch the game much um, as far as like going in and doing more of like that competitive side of things. But we do just have like a five stack. So th there's yeah. like players that represent us in the game. Okay. And then how, how about for Apex? Apex, uh, yeah, same same kind of thing. Just like more of like a content creator side of things for that. We have like one streamer that just primarily hops on Apex on our Twitch team. Okay, so you guys are just like dabbling in there for a little bit, seeing seeing how the water feels. Okay, cool, cool. Most definitely. Now, why? First of all, who started the organization? Was it you two, and then we had a third? And how how did all this happen? Like, why? Why do you decide to start an esports organization? Yeah, no. So I'm super passionate about esports, man. And I've been a part of multiple teams as like player and a content creator. I was a part of uh, Extra Gaming previously. Um, and I was a part of Team 33. Um, I just didn't like how, you know, things were ran, man. You know, I'm not more of like a, a collect the check and, you know, move forward type of guy. Like, I feel like there's way more to, you know, the the industry. I have such a passion for it. So that's why I decided to, you know, start 2AM Esports. And um, I'm, I'm same with the the, the the buddy Garrett. He's not here right now, but he's also the other CEO, yeah. um, the acting CFO. And we flew out to Vegas together after we met on Amigle. It's, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of crazy, man. But And then we talked about the team, and then months down the line, we, we signed our first four. Hell yeah. All right. Who got a lot there. So – one, let's start with, you said you wanted to do things differently. You didn't like how things were ran in the past. Like, what does that look like? Because I've heard great things about certain orgs and I've heard terrible things about others. But what to you makes a good organization? Like, what are you trying to create? So I don't want to be the face of the organization. So another thing is, like, I feel like a lot of these teams that I've been a part of, there's, like, the face of the team should be the players. You know what I'm saying? Not the... CEO, not the people behind the scenes. So, um, I like to make it primarily face on our players because I want to, you know, I want to make them feel like they're involved and they're the, they're the team. That's what makes the organization. I feel like is the players, the designers, um, editors. So, um, I, I feel like, you know, I don't know, man. Just the way that that, that things were ran before, I didn't like some, you know, the 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 last. So the first organization that I was signed to and I was a part of. The, the main CEO is trying to be like the face of the company for, you know, signing all these players and things of that nature. And I just, I don't think that's what it's about, man. Okay. I mean, I think there's probably competing business models on that uh, yes. where you see like a, a TSM doesn't necessarily have like a big front, I guess double if now is technically part of ownership. So that's probably not the best example, yeah. but you know, there's, orgs that do do that and then there's other ones a g2 again i'm gonna give a terrible example had a very big front-facing owner and that got him in trouble right so doing all that kind of front-facing work can be a good thing especially if you're doing things right you're being an influencer in yourself to help the organization do things to boost the brand and the awareness of it but at the same time i mean 
there's also been some downsides to that. I think Carlos at G2 is a perfect example of he kind of got stuck between doing what he wanted to do and being the CEO and face of an organization. So that balance needs to be played carefully. And it's interesting to see that you're like, ah, no, I don't even want to play that balance. Like I'll do the work. I'll I'll let the players be on the front half. And the rest of that is, is what it is. Interesting. Okay. Um, so as far as like, who were your first four players? You said you signed four. Was it all Fortnite at first? Like, how did yeah. how did this all so, come to to be? Yes. So, so me and my buddy Garrett, we were uh, looking to you know launch our organization, and we we wanted to pick up four players. So we were like looking at like the top 100 players on NA West, and we wanted like one content creator that you know produces as well, and that's a pro. So we picked up uh, Trey 509. Um, he was like the number one collegiate athlete at the time and he's like top 70 in a west and he 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 just got out of his contract with an organization that he was a part of so it was like a snag to get him right for for our, our launch so he was a really big pickup for us at the time um sadly like he's no longer with us but we had him we picked up an underrated player named kika he's top 100 um he made his first grands with us um and then we picked up yeah t- we picked up baka another player that got second and, you know, FNC has grand invitationals or, or, you know, grands, whatever. And, uh, yeah. And then we picked up with just a random, just like we had, a, we picked up a random top 300 player. <laughs> he's, he's still part of the org and he's placing consistently. So, um, that was our first four. So it was like, it was like just top a hundred NAW players pretty much, man. Okay. So it makes sense. I mean, you guys were telling me all live West coast. So West, is where you are. So it only makes sense to focus more on that, but does it scare you guys at all when things like the West broadcast being taken off or like the numbers seem to be dwindling as far as total viewership? Like, is that a scary piece to the investment that you guys are making within the game? So it definitely is. Um, man, we, we talk about this all the time. So I, I do pray that they bring like, you know, a broadcasting back for the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's got to be a lot like light shined upon like some of these talent. You know what I'm saying? Because like, like we got like Epic Well that just won that tournament a few months back. Right. And showing that like West is still like, you know, we're here still. Right. So, yes, I, I'm very concerned, but I feel like it also was like a, you know, a power move for us. Right. There's like not a lot of competition on the West Coast at the moment. A lot of free agent teams, you know, a lot of teams defunding, things of that nature. So it kind of worked out in our favor, and you know, it's, you know, it's it has its ups and downs, man. Makes sense. I mean, it is definitely got to be scary when you're not getting that same spotlight. And if you started about six months ago, that was when there was the first in-person broadcast, and then shortly after, it's like, yeah, nah, West isn't part of this. Now there is a big event coming up where I believe you guys have pars attending the invitational. Uh, so that'll be huge to get him. I think him and Ray's, depending on the situation, I I don't want to say like they don't have a chance, but it's also a very uphill battle for what they're trying to do against the level of competition. Now, have you guys created a game plan? Like are, are any of you guys going to the invitational? What are, the the thoughts leading into this big event yeah 
So, no, I think it's super exciting, man. So, when all that invitational stuff got announced, we knew instantly, like, we needed to pick up a player, right? Because, you know, we were trying to get put on the map. So, we picked up PARS um, two months ago, right before, like, the invitationals. And um, we, we were, we were going to get some other players on the West Coast, but we wanted definitely someone on the West to represent us. But there wasn't, like, really much left, man. Like, everyone was getting signed for the invitationals. So, you know, he came up, and then we picked him up. Um, I've talked to him. He, uh, I'm not going to leak his, uh, drop spot. Like it may or may not be where he says he's landing. So that's all I know as far as like the information on that. So we, I've actually talked to him recently, but a you know, super nice kid, man. Um, we have a no builds pro player as well that went to Twitch rivals. That's going to be, you know, in the North Carolina, same with the other CEO, Garrett, he's going to be out there. So, um, they're going to take the players out to dinner. You know, you have them, get them all right, and uh, yeah, man, vlog it, make some content out of it. So he's definitely going to be uh, excited to go down there, man. Awesome. Yeah, uh, with that said as well, I think Garrett, the other CEO, he's going to be doing an interview with Life of Panda, I believe, if correct. So hopefully that goes well, and everything on our end with PARS goes well as well. Uh, we're going to be having them have some liquid death there as well. So they just sent them some packages. We're not sponsored. It was just kind of like a gifting experience. So kind of bigger on their end, but see where it goes. Yeah, it's cool. I I'm boys with Panda. He lives uh, not too far away from me. So I I'll see uh, how that goes. I'm interested to see. Panda's always trying to do some big things. I know he loves supporting the West region. Um and kind of feels like that's his home within Fortnite. So it's it's cool to hear that Garrett and him are linking up. And I'll try and try and find him, say hello at some point next weekend, see what's up. Um, all right. I like that you said he may or may not be landing there. I know that um, there are some pieces that are left in the air. And we see the drop maps and things like that for Fortnite and a lot of times, because I like to make content on this, people are always like, oh, who's landing where? It's like, bro, people tell you where they're landing, but only the idiots, if they're going to contest someone, are going to tell you before they're contesting someone. Unless, like, it's a Condo Canyon where you have three of the best yeah. teams in Europe where they're all trying to stake a claim there. But when you're just trying to find a piece, like, don't tell someone before game Definitely. one. L ruin your advantage. Uh and I think there'll be a lot of teams like that. And I think the drop map is going to skew places to weird spots to where like a lot of players are going spots that you didn't expect them to. And game one's going to be a crazy game and I'm looking forward to it. This is the biggest thing we've seen in Fortnite for a while. So it's yes. huge for you guys to be able to Definitely. have a player and it's huge for the game just in general to be able to put on something like this so finally crossed. like an, an in-person event man like especially for fortnite and i feel like what is it like two or three years now man three. so it's gonna be huge man i feel like the viewership is gonna like i honestly like my my hope and you know what i believe is i feel like the game will get put on the map even more after this man yeah i'm thinking i mean i'm cautiously optimistic that whatever announcement they throw at at what I think they said the end of the invitational, they're going to say like some big announcement. I'm scared one that they're going to be like, yeah, you know, next year is all trios and that's all the announcements going to be. I'm like, damn it. Give me something, right? Tell right. me what's going on. But at the same time, I feel like we're going to get the next land announcement. Just be like, Hey, that's this yes. 
This so one... the other the other CEO Garrett like has this predicament that it's gonna be the next they're gonna announce the next World Cup. So okay. you know maybe that'd be crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. that'd be huge. I don't I don't I don't know that we're ever gonna get a World Cup again. Yeah. I, I think we'll get events like similarly staked, but I feel like. I don't know. If they were going to do the World Cup again, they would have done it by now. I feel like yeah, we're, no, we're in a no, different no, most spot. Definitely. Um, I also hope it's in Europe, too, because that's the Ooh. like biggest region. And I feel like we haven't had yeah. the, any kind of event there to celebrate how big of a supporting base Fortnite is in Europe. I know you no, guys. No, it's huge, yeah. No, no, it's definitely huge out there, man. No, seriously, like the competition out there is incredible as well. So they should definitely have like, you know, something out there, like a dream hack too as well, you know, you know, something something different, man. Yeah. Well, they do do the dream hacks, but they're different. Sweden. Yeah. yeah. Do you the guys... prize pool isn't as big, and it's do just like different for players. Do you guys plan on bringing anybody out to either Atlanta or Sweden? Is that part of the game plan? Yeah, so we have two players. Uh, we have Statics and Kenzo that are going out to um, DreamHack Atlanta. So they're going to be competing under uh, 2M, and they're both really, really talented individuals. I believe that one of them's sixth NAW, and the other one's top 70, top 50 around that area. So it should be some good talent. So at least we have two players going out there representing us as well. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's coming up quick, too. That's the weekend after the Invitational. So yes, we're sir. flying right into that. As far as a like supporting base for your players, what do you guys all provide to a potential free agent that now signs with you? Is there that background support for them as far as like any kind of coaching or even on the YouTube social media management side? Is there any Definitely. support you guys provide? Yeah, so it just really depends on like each player. You know, I get different type of you know messages a day. Like um, some, we have a, we did have an editor for our organization, but some of the players don't like the style, so we'll like commission editors for players that need certain work done. You know what I'm saying? Or they don't like our certain graphic design team, so they want something different. So we'll handle that. They need a new controller. We will provide that. So we pretty much take care of them, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the background is 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 well here over at 2AM, man. Um, as far as coaching, we did have a coach, uh, a part of a uh, 2M, uh, but again, you know, the players don't, they don't like being like having certain type of, they, they, they like what they like. So we got to provide what, whatever it is for them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's a nice way of saying, uh, some people yeah. don't like working with coaches. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like being told what to do. Yeah. Pretty much, man. It's wild, bro. I've unfortunately ran into too many players that are just like yeah i'm better than this coach i don't need to deal with them and it's like bro yeah no 100 percent. come on man we're trying yeah. to help you like you're just like nah my ego is too big i'm 15 years old i'm the best player yeah. in the world i respect 100%. it you know they, they gotta have that mindset to a certain extent but this like you gotta take criticism sometimes too man you know yeah. but like you, you know you like like you were saying you know some of these kids are like you know 14 15 and you know their ego gets to their head, man. And I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you gave me like 10 grand as a 14, 15 year old, I'm sure I'd be an idiot. So I no, can only 100%. imagine what these no. kids are doing. And a lot of them are getting it right. Like there's a lot of players that started real young back in the day. And now are like 18, 19, finally coming into their own as yeah. like an adult and figuring things out. I mean, Queasy is a good example of, someone who's created something just from being a, an amazing video game player. And now 
he's feeling comfortable with who he is and is still really freaking good at the game. So definitely, that's that's yeah. what I like to see. No, a hundred percent. I um, I think it too. Like some of these like individuals, like you know, make money from like this game, man. They don't realize, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, they don't realize how good they got it until it's gone. If that makes sense, man. Oh yeah. Because this this is this is a this is like a dream for many people, man. Yeah, and a lot of people. So I was talking to someone the other day about how most people haven't really worked a regular job, so they don't appreciate like what this is. Um, and they also don't necessarily understand the professionalism that should come with certain careers. And I can get it for a lot of younger people, right? I can understand, okay, if you're below 18 years old, there, there's probably not that experience that's come. And at the same time, people like you guys, you're kind of the mentors to help those people along. Is that something that you've thought of, of, hey, I have this young kid, I need to teach them how to do things right. And then also, like, how do you guys think about, like, what is the right thing to kind of instill in these young people? No, so definitely, man, you know, just, you know, depends, like, like I said, like, I have a deep connection with most of my players, man. So, you know, advice is, is given, you know, for like real life situations as far as like, you know, jobs, opportunities, you know, and like, you know, a lot of them are humble, man. So like one individual, you know, Batman Booga, like, so I love that kid, man. But he knows like he's very smart with like as far as like financial wise, what he's doing and how he's doing it. And he's only like 15. So um, I, I definitely respect the way that like some of the some of the players are, you know, with, you know, how they're handling some of the situation with, you know, this interesting career path that they have i've gotten but as far as like giving them advice and you know teaching them the right like path it's only like a select few man you know some don't want to hear it some do you know you know some just want to just play the game and just do their own thing so it happens man but more or less the bigger ones are more or less the smarter ones okay how do you balance oh go ahead sorry yeah, so the thing I was gonna say with Batman Booga as well, everything's great with that. He's like one of the one of the members that we don't really have to mold, but he's extremely loyal. He's always working and able to do actual content for us and willing to do it. Uh, another person I gotta include is Acid. So that that's our academy lead member. So he's around fifteen years old. He's probably been working with us the closest because he's always on so often. Uh, we really just try to instill loyalty and like strength for him so maybe we gotta take some more time to actually sit down with him and go over some of the smaller details that he's got to do like telling players to do this or do that to reach the best uh people or anything like that but that's all i gotta say necessarily we just try to make sure that all of the players that we're working with uh have a at some point of loyalty that they know that they earned by working with us because we do love the players that's cool, guys. And I'll challenge you to try and do as much as you can for these people, not just as like a monetary perspective, but also understand these are young kids in a very formative piece of their life. And I know some of the morals, ethics, and just like work ethic was instilled in me at that age working those jobs. And this is a different kind of job. I was working manual labor. They don't necessarily have to do that, but there's also other things that they can learn. So, you know, I'm just going to throw a challenge out to you guys, try and help make better human beings rather than just a better team. And I think it will make your team better at the end of the day. Yeah, no, most definitely, man. hundred percent. I totally agree with that, man. All right. Now, um, 
let's go into maybe a not so fun topic, but how the hell do you guys fund in Oregon? Why do you throw money at this thing? Yeah, no, nah, I'm sure you're telling me, man. Nah, we, we, uh, we believe in it, man. You know what I'm saying? We, we, uh, we're super passionate about it. So it's, uh, Garrett, um, Morgan and myself when, and totally. So we have a ghost investor and then it's just, you know, us that we all put up together and, you know, Garrett works like a nine to five and this man does manual labor as well. You know what I'm saying? And he puts all of his time and extra time that he has in money into the company that we are running currently. And, uh, you know, we believe in it, man. And it's finally starting to pay off because, you know, we've reached out to brands and companies and, you know, after six months we have offers of people trying to like, you know, buy the business and things of that nature and seeing that our competition is getting eliminated. You know what I'm saying? Like it makes it a little bit easier for us to like want to keep going. That makes sense. So yeah, man. So the, the, the throw on money part, it, it is hard, man. Like I know like right when I get like a paycheck or something, like I'm excited and like, you know, let's say I'm investing in a player in there, you know, I love my players. Let's say a player is not performing or doing any content and slacking off and, you know, I'm required to still, you know, finance it. Uh, the player, I, uh, I get a little, you know, upset sometimes, but, you know, I got to do what I got to do for this business, man. And I, I'm trying my best. And so is um, Gary and all of us, man. So that's why we throw money at the organization. I think that we can do 10, like, I want to just obviously get out of Fortnite eventually, but I, I do want to get a, pl a house for our players, man. And I want to make this like bigger than ever, dude. Okay, nice. I can respect that. And, yeah, you know, it's, not always easy. Uh, I feel like I, me personally, I look at the York space and it's never something I would want to fund myself. I do like certain aspects of working in it. Sorry, my dog's barking. Um, she didn't like your answer. Uh, <laughs> but it is a very interesting piece. And you touched on one thing of like when a player isn't, you know, performing or doing the content. What do you do about that? Because we've heard varying different pieces of some owners stood up. Who was that? Uh, I forget the guy's name. Um, but he was like, if you don't fill your con contractual obligations, I'm not paying you. And I know other owners that have basically been like had conversations of you signed this contract. You didn't do your work. You know, I'm cutting a percentage off. And then there's other ones that it doesn't freaking matter what you do. You could, you know go piss everyone off and never play the game and still ask for a paycheck at the end oh. of the day and get it. Yeah. So, um, touching on that, man. So you know how we're like still fairly fresh. So we signed, um, I'm not going to say any names, but we did sign like one of the biggest creative players in the game, man. So super huge player, um, has a huge audience and was doing really well for us. And we have certain points in this contract, you know, streaming hours, consistency, as far as a cup, like it was like a couple videos a month. Um, the first month was uh, amazing. You know, we had a great time with him. He signed for, you know, a few months. Um, the second month, you know, nothing. You know, no, no streams. Maybe one stream that whole month. Maybe one to two streams that whole month. No content posted on YouTube, and it's required. Um, third month, absolutely nothing. I got nothing from him the third month. All, all I got was, like, playing in, a, like, the NRG tournament representing 2AM, and that was it, man. So um, I, I didn't want to have to, you know, pay it out, obviously, because it's, like, a good sum of money. But I, I, we had to, man, because we don't want, like, the reputation of, like, oh, you know, 2AM didn't do this, you know, don't mess with this new fresh org. So we did have to bite the bullet on that one. But, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it happens. So, But now it's different for us. So we have the reputation of paying players out. 
Um, you know, we have different talents. We've had, you know, the college athletes to, you know, some of the tier one players on our org to, you know, content creators that are partnered. And it's it's working out in our favor now. So it's just like if you're not fulfilling your contract, you know, you can get half of the sum. You know, we work with them individually, but more or less we usually just, you know, pay out the players, move forward, don't reach out on the next month. Damn, that sucks. Dude, it does, man. <laughs> like, it's rough, sure. bro. Straight up, you guys just like it's essentially just seen as like a business expense that you have to eat. Uh, when looking at it from that perspective, jeez, someone is getting barked at right now. But um, I can't imagine doing that. Like it for me, that would hurt so bad. But I also get where you guys are coming from. Of like, you have to do it, otherwise people are gonna in this world of social media, which is essentially where your organization exists. If one bad thing gets said, and even if it's bullshit, people are going to start, you know, repeating that. And then it turns into 100%. a whole, whole thing. Yeah, no, definitely, man. And, and it does, dude. Um, we, uh, we try to, so right now we're, we're West coast, right? So we have like, we like, there's no Fortnite tracker, like team updates. They haven't updated it in a while. There's like teams on there. And players that I have that are like on different organizations, so they don't they haven't really updated that. But if we were to be like, we'd be ranked at number one right now with combined PR of our top four players. So technically, we're number one in West right now with the talent that we have, since we signed Kenzo, um, and Higgs. So we went, we tried to go to another region, and we wanted to go to OCE, and it was just a, it was a nightmare, man. Like the experience that we had over there was. Was uh you know hopefully we can get a better experience when we go over to that region. But if you ever want to talk, touch into that, I I can explain more. Yeah, go for that's it. Not, yeah, so so we so what we did was you know we first started you know we picked up our first four you know we wanted to pick up people in other regions. We like got like the pricing skill of like you know other regions, and then so we went to OCE. I signed one player. He still represents us. He's been on our team for like four months. Super talented individual, 100k PR player. Um, no issues with them ever, but we wanted to find a manager out there. So we went to one of the biggest rival teams in, you know, OCE and we picked up their quote unquote manager, you know, we, and, uh, yeah. So he scoped us out some talent for, you know, grand finals for the OCE region. And, you know, he's picking up like a bunch of players and talent guaranteeing them all this stuff. And we never, so we didn't like, he had to bring us the talent and we'd have to agree on it. Right. Mm -hmm. He was just doing it behind our backs picking them up and then like it was just crazy man um we got this player um on he wanted to join for free actually at, at the time so we had this whole agreement with him you know representing us for free we got him exposure you know thumbnails things like that no pay he didn't even ask for it right um and then uh we, we were like oh no nah, man like we, we want to we want to give you something like want to do something something else for you and then we decided we're like all right this manager's causing us a lot of issues. So we dropped the manager and we dropped the player. And then that whole entire region came after us, man. Like, it was crazy. So we had, like, the whole entire OCE region hating on us for the longest time. Um, but, yeah, man, now, now we're back up there. You know, we got respect back because uh, JFT was, like, an organization out there. And they had Batman, Booga, and Pars. So now we have both those talents. And people see that, like, we're legitimate. So... But it was a rough patch over there in, in OCE, and you know, hopefully we could we could touch that region again. But I'm gonna stick with the two players that we have over there now, and I probably won't move forward with that for, for a minute. 
Interesting. So basically yeah. had a rogue manager that felt like he could do whatever he wanted and then turned on you guys. Yeah, no, it was actually crazy, man. It was a, it was a long process and a long experience because we were still fresh, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he said, she said type thing. But, you know, now we're more reputable and, you know, it's understanding. So, thank God. <laughs> Knock on wood doesn't happen again. And yes. hopefully uh, the next experience goes a little better for you. Um, now, talking about signing players and expanding, we, we just had Team 33 pretty much implode or just disappear i guess would be a better way of saying what happened to it like nothing actually happened but all the players just decided i'm yeah. here and nothing i'm leaving does that change the org landscape because they were funding like 30 25 yeah. players and from what i've heard it was some pretty good salaries which oh, probably man. inflated everything so do you see things starting to come back down now that there's not I don't know, 30 players signed and people trying yeah. to get signed no. organizations. So, yeah. So they were definitely blowing everyone out of water. You know what I'm saying? They had like so many people on overpriced payroll. I was actually a part of the organization. Um, I was actually locked in for a year, um, but I decided to be released due to, you know, some issues and, you know, like everything happens for a reason, man. And uh, I'm not going to touch too much on as far as like my experience with them, but I asked to be released and it was like, and it was for a good reason. So um, now everything fell through with that organization. You know, so many people on payroll. Um, I don't believe that was an organization. I feel like the way that, that that company was represented was just like, you know, goodie bags for money consistently. Like the group chats were like, yo, who wants a glitch today? And yo, let me get this money. This It was just a nightmare, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not what a team is about, Like to be completely honest with you. There's more to than, you know, a bunch of money. So I'm so glad the competition has gone so much better for us. Yes, because, you know, all these players are free agents. They're asking for a ridiculous amount, you know what I'm saying, because of, like, their contracts. And the value for that is, you know, ridiculous. And they're just now coming to sense of, like, you know, obviously we're not going to get that right now. There's nothing. There's no competition right now. You know, the market's, you know, going down. But it opened the door for us. You know, we're we're, we're about to work with Champion and get our, you know, first partnership with them. Uh, we were working with Rogue Energy. Uh, we were working with Goran Bros. Like, like let's be, everything's been coming to light recently as far as like you know endorsement deals and things after you know 33 you know collapse. So, I'm very I'm very blessed. So yes, that makes sense. We've I've personally seen several waves. You get like uh, you know some big team coming in. They have to spend a ton of money. When Falcon first came in, like I was hearing some ridiculous numbers for EU salaries based on what I knew, yeah. and then. It's kind of come back down, but like they're still there and there's there's a lot of money in this space and people throw it around like it's nothing. But at the same time, it's really hard to get returns. So I can understand where you guys are coming from. It's got to be a relief now to have probably the in North America, the biggest money throwing org just out. And now it's it seems like we're at a point where most of the organizations within Fortnite are only doing this because they want to stay here and if something goes wrong it's probably because like there's genuine problems not just i never actually planned to make this real um which we had plenty of in the past where it's like why the hell did you even pretend to start an esports or uh, we won't get into that but yeah there's been plenty of those and it seems like now we've settled in a little bit um but i'm glad to hear because 
the salaries that I was hearing from some players, I mean, even just throwing those out there for doing nothing was incredible. Yeah. No, there were, man. I'm not going to lie. The, the, the number I was getting was something I've never seen before as far as like an esports contract. So, yes, definitely, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it was it was crazy, man. Uh, we were supposed to maybe move into like some content house with like that whole thirty three team, and you know it fell through. Didn't like how it was ran, and now we're here, man. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you made it through, and uh, we're able to help create something uh, with your boys on the way there, and help support the system that has now been let down due to a lot of people, um, just without really even being told anything. No longer have a job. So that's the way I think about it. It's fucked. You just straight up no, just don't true. say anything. And then people are out of a job and everyone's looking around like their Mitty was on here a while ago. And he's like, dude, I mean, I never had a bad experience, but it, at the end, it's like, just tell me it's over. Like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Um, exactly. So, yeah, enough yeah. of that. You guys aren't team 33. I don't want to keep talking badgering you guys about somebody you aren't. Um, I would like to learn about what are the game plans for the future? Like, what do you guys want to accomplish? Let's talk about the next few months, the next year. Where do you see this all heading? Yeah, Morgan, if you want to touch on, on like what we got planned for, uh, yeah. know, the next six months, man. Yeah, pretty much. I'll go ahead and do that first. I want to wrap around back to the regions and whatnot. So we just picked up Andy V down in Latin America. So we probably have one of the largest streamers in the Latin American Fortnite community. With that said as well, we also have an all-girl team Fortnite. Well, all-girls Fortnite team. Uh, they're probably the top players. A lot of them are from Latin America as well. But they're doing some crazy things. One of them literally just got like 468 likes on one of their per posts. Uh, in just an hour so we got some bigger players in latin america region hoping to make some more content and see more coming out of there with that said as well uh we got the call with champion coming up next week here on monday uh after that hopefully we're going to be having some merch designed with champion and put in stores uh rogue energy actually just released all of their canned goods so it's one of the largest turning points in that company's history i'm thinking uh so we're gonna be able to work with a brand that has visible cans no longer just like a pre-workout so it's kind of like nas how they have their cans and everything like that people are going to be able to get them off shelves on the website and stores everything like that partnered with goran bros so i'm supposed to be hopping on a call with my connect over there her name is nikki uh since it is fourth quarter we're going to be seeing it's like a little bit of a shift in the tide so we're going to be seeing if we can get something set up with them uh, in terms of six months, like Jeff said, we're looking at getting a compound. So I say it's a compound because it might be a warehouse slash office space uh, where we can actually get all the merch sent out from and also set up uh, internal LAN events and whatnot. So we can have players come by, sit down, all play on the computers that we have set up. Me and I've reached out to Razer previously along with Logitech and SteelSeries. So once they get back to me or once we're able to see something from them, we could probably move a little bit more forward since we'll be having that additional support. Uh, other than that, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure Jeff kind of knows what we're going to be doing. Uh, we just dropped a couple players, so we picked up a couple players. And we're number one now on the West Coast, so that's all I can say is we're looking to go make internal content, whether it just be on our scrim server or in person. Yes, no, definitely. Yeah, so we want to get a warehouse, man. So the the goal is uh to get like a warehouse. I don't know if like how to like lay it out, but you know the stairs, 
there's like a big stairs that goes upstairs and like there's a big flooring um we're looking at like a 2000 square foot you know compound and we want to like really utilize it because i've never we haven't really seen something like that like from like an upcoming team trying to make it so we're trying like the best that we can so if we can get something like along the lines of like you know content there you know green screens or computers like players can come lounge because a lot of our players are based out here in you know los angeles as well so it's it's super easy to get them all together you know shoots and i feel like people like hand hand in hand you know with the players like all together and like in-person content and i feel like it'll just take off even more man so that's that and as far as like a house we've could have we could have did a house when we you know a couple months ago um instead we you know obviously we we're putting our investment back into players but we could have did you know a house in vegas got a like a little you know, a little crib with like a pool and like a normal size home for, you know, a year and have like players moving for free and represent us then and make content around them. But um, we really wanted to dominate a game before we got into like more of like the content side of things. And we do have content creators that are, you know, representing us as well. But, you know, we wanted hand in hand to be, you know, a competitive organization at first before we got more into, you know, hand hand in hand IRL content. So um that's our, our future you know it's and, and it's gonna happen i'm excited for it and we're really we're really looking forward to it you know every time we go to islands the restaurant as well we, you know they hook up the team we get you know we get free eats um and yeah man so uh we're working with we were gonna work with a, a crypto company as well um they're really interested in working with us uh it was more of less like a trial run and they want to lock something in long term but you know it's like the same thing with like tsm we ain't on that level yet obviously not nowhere near it but, you know, if we lock in a deal with a company like them now, like, let's say we're bigger, you know, six months to a year from now and our values increased, like, we don't want to be stuck in any, you know, long, like, like a long-term contract when, when our value is higher than that. So that's where we're looking as far as, like, the future, you know, maybe dominating in other games as well, you know. If there's ever a dream hack for, you know, Valorant or, you know, Apex, you know, grabbing like a little five stack or, you know, a couple players representing us as well, like in any other games would be incredible. But as far as now, like, you know, uh, that's where we're looking as far as the future, man. You know, we have that champion coming up and we're looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm super excited with, you know, for the future of, you know, 2AM, man. That's, that's really cool. You guys got a lot going on, more than I actually expected when I asked the question. So I would be excited to see some sort of, let's call it a gaming warehouse, right? That sounds exactly like what it is, and <laughs> hopefully it works out for you guys because like, there hasn't really been anybody besides, like, uh, who's that, 100 Thieves? They've done that, Team Liquid as their own facility, but there's a lot of different opportunities, and I feel like one of the problems with Fortnite is everyone's kind of done the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And we're all getting tired of that shit. And it's like, okay, yeah. how many times can I post Fortnite competitive end game highlights in a montage before no one gives a shit anymore? And I think we're at the, no one gives a shit anymore phase Exactly. where now you're seeing like a team like become legends is massively distancing themselves from everybody else because they're not only only bringing their own players to certain events, they're bringing the best talent around them and then creating content around them and really making these players people that other people can root for. So exactly. I hope that hands on. Yeah. I hope that's what you guys are going for because we got nothing like that in North America, 
that would exactly. be really cool to see. Um, and sounds like you got a lot of other things going on with sponsorships and stuff. Uh, quick, is that like your expertise? Are you the guy grinding, getting told no a bunch of times, trying to make things yeah. happen? Yeah, low-key, I am that guy. Uh, I think I've sent about maybe 500 or more emails, definitely, or more emails. <laughs> uh, one thing that you did say is that how people were separating themselves. I forgot who you mentioned, but uh, we actually have a connect with this other group. I'm not going to name any names or anything like that, but we're actually looking to play with some of the uh, largest influencers in like the TikTok and gaming scenes right now. So we're the number one on the West Coast in Fortnite. All of these influencers and whatnot play Fortnite, and we have access to all of them. Like I said, I'm not going to name any names about the organization, but we're capable of reaching out to those individuals and actually growing our own platforms along with theirs, especially within the gaming and influencer communities. Since they are a little different, but kind of the same, like kind of the same basis. So that's one of the big things. I'll wrap back over to the emails. I mean, I do emails for multiple organizations. I've been doing brand deals pretty much my whole life since I was in college. <laughs> that's that's like two or three years ago so with that being said as well uh i've worked with bang i've worked with boohoo man official i've worked with fashion nova i've worked with liquid death i've worked with manscaped uh i've worked with a bunch of organizations within the actual influencer scene so right now i'm just trying to reach out to those current contacts that i have and see if we can get something set up for this esports team like i said i've reached out to many people and i'm just not hearing the responses that i necessarily want to hear or they're not currently doing something in terms of partnerships since it is fourth quarter a lot of these companies aren't willing to reallocate assets such as money or product to teams so kind of the bigger things that i hope that i hope to change here change here in the coming future so coming january uh maybe even december i'd like to see a lot of companies open up sponsorships uh that's what i pretty much gotta say yeah i hope it works out for you i worked in sales for five years before i started doing this so i know it sucks and there's just no good way to do it without just like pumping out emails phone calls all that stuff and 99 percent. well i guess is back in my day i was like 92 percent of people would not respond and then you have to deal with that eight percent and then take one percent or ten percent of that eight percent so you do the math there it's a lot of reach outs before you even get a yeah. single yes uh so good luck man that i don't envy you that's Wait. not a fun <laughs> fun job but hey if you I've could done, do it good luck yeah i've done it all, i've done it all pretty much in terms of marketing i've done business to business for insurance I've done door-to-door for solar and uh, pest control, and now I'm doing email-to-email pretty much. So it's as, that's how it goes. We got the phone book, you know, the white pages. <laughs> hey, you laugh, but that would be easier than how it works now because there's just so much going on. It makes it for so real? difficult yeah. to find, like, oh, there's 30 people with this same title at this one company. Who the hell do I send an email to? Fuck it. I'll just email everyone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's um, a different piece of that. I'm glad uh, you were happy to share and willing. So good luck. And yeah. I think this is a good place to stop. Sounds like you guys got a lot going on. I'm oh, happy yes, that sir. you guys felt comfortable ju- jumping on, sharing everything that goes on and talking about your organization. I'm really happy to hear you got some some big things coming up in the near future and 
you know, if you guys ever want to fly me out, I'm down to come out to the gaming warehouse. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yo, appreciate you again for having us, man. You know, I, we really do appreciate it, man. Thanks again, man. This is an incredible experience. Hey, anytime. Uh, thank you guys for, for hopping on. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you think is kind of important for the organization or even just yourselves? I mean, if you guys want to try joining 2AM Academy or the actual main team, go ahead and reach out. Shoot us DMs. We're not shy. We'll reach back out to you. We're very we're very open and uh, responsive to people that reach out and actually want to speak with us. Uh, I believe the Academy has like 32 or maybe like 68 members, so we're always looking for people. If you want to join, you can join. I know there's some of you out there that are literally pretending to be in 2AM because <laughs> – you go at every single lobby and you're going to see probably a fake 2AM member. So yeah. if you guys want to reach out, go ahead and we'll respond back. Uh, if you guys are interested in the Valorant scene, go ahead and reach out. We're looking for players, obviously. That goes for Rocket League and many other uh, games, especially uh, Fortnite as well. So, so where yes, would sir. be the best place for people to reach out to you? So you can reach out to Jeff at Jeff, the MVP underscore on Twitter. Or you can just mes- mention our message at 2am underscore esports. You can also reach Garrett, our subway, Coach Subway. His at is at Coach Subway on Twitter. Uh, or you can reach out to me as well. My name is at 2am underscore quick. Or you can, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, cool. Discord, Thank you. Discord, Discord, Discord.gg slash 2am, man, is the easiest way. Yeah. Well, we were yeah. hands on with the community, man. We hop in the lounges and, you know, there's a bunch of kids that come through and the fact that they're able to talk to us about our players and like some of the players come through and say hi to these kids is, you know, they, they, they go crazy. So the best way I feel like, you know, the discord, you know, reaching out to, you know, asset as well. So, yeah. All right, cool. Thank you guys so much. And I, I appreciate you, uh, finally giving your shout your saying message but you know telling people where to find you so yes, 2 a.m on uh twitter you said is the best or discord.gg slash 2 a.m esports i believe was the other one it's just just 2 a.m discord.gg slash 2 a.m boom there you go thank you guys so much for coming on of course thank you so much yes, again, man. you're welcome thank you all at home for listening watching wherever you consume this we appreciate you if you ever ever have any complaints comments want to tell me i'm awesome you can send me a dm uh at somebody's gun on twitter it's the best way to do it but thank you all and uh we'll see you next time peace yes sir